Canada has added Nigeria, Egypt, and Malawi to the list of banned countries because of the Omicron variant. This is a measure that they say is meant to keep us safe until we know more answers. The issue is epidemiology. There is, uh, they need to find out if there is community transmission. And if so, how great it is. And they want to take measures while waiting for lab results on transmissibility and vaccine efficacy. Uh, Canadian citizens and permanent residents arriving here from these countries will be required to obtain a negative PCR test and undergo a 14-day quarantine, including an arrival test and a test on day eight. And these measures, they say, are to uh, stay in place until the end of January. G7 health ministers also issued a, a joint statement they basically praise the exemplatory work of South Africa for uh, detecting the variant, testing it, and alerting others to it. But all seven countries imposed measures that limit the ability of South Africans and people from that region to move around the world. It was sort of like a, thanks for the heads up, now stay out. Now, stopping the international spread of the new variant basically is not an all or nothing effort. They're saying that this, what they're trying to do here is they're trying to limit new lines of transmission being seeded abroad. Now, that said, there are some people like epidemiologist uh, Dr. Sharkawe who say that this is pretty much just theater. Have a listen. I can understand that there's a real psychological appeal and there's clearly a political appeal to want to do something that seems bold and decisive and to protect your population. Uh, that, I think, is completely understandable, but it doesn't bear out in reality, when you think about the dynamics of uh, a pathogen that causes something like COVID-19. So if you just think about it logistically, there's 7 billion people on Earth and there's millions of, of people traveling on a daily basis. Um, and then you factor in the fact that people are traveling through different countries and there's connecting flights uh, between a potential source country. If you want to call it South Africa, Fine. If you want to call it other uh, areas in, in, in Southern Africa, that's fine as well. But they're trafficking through multiple other countries. They're going to be exposed to countless other people along the way. And by the time people are symptomatic and then later identified as being positive, you've really missed the window of opportunity to be able to stem the tide of an infection. All right. Well, that said, we'd like to welcome onto the show Marty Firestone, who is with Travel Secure. He, of course, is a travel expert. Uh, Marty, how's this news going over with the, uh, you know, three more countries being banned? How is this news going over with travelers? Is this just uh, theater to make us all feel better, or is it actually making people more, feel more secure? Yeah, interesting comment from from the doctor there with respect to the countries. Just remember, it's not limited to the 10 countries only with respect to now needing the uh, test upon landing. It's basically Canadians and all international travelers other than coming from the USA who are going to now require this extra PCR test upon landing, even though they had the other test within 72 hours before getting on the plane, and then have to self-isolate in, I assume, their quarantine area that they've they've chosen or written on their arrive can document. So the bottom line is we've taken, I think, one step forward and two steps back over the last couple of days. And so as good as things were going, we are really have an issue now and coming to a halt. And a lot of people are questioning 
you know, Christmas holidays. And on Thursday, I think the U.S. will take a position that we don't even know what that is yet with respect to potentially a seven-day quarantine if you were to go into the U.S., which would kill just about any U.S. Christmas holiday plans. Wait a minute. Let me just back up for a second. I'd like to ask you about the uh, testing. The U.S. is exempt with the PC- negative PCR test coming into Canada, no. U.S. citizens? What do you, what did you, can you no. clarify that? Yeah, so what exactly is going into place as soon as they can make it happen, and it takes time to get doctors and nurses on board, is the requirement for incoming travelers into Canada, okay, from mm-hmm. all over the world, except U.S., need to take a PCR test when you land in the airports here, okay? So if you're coming from the U.S., whether you're Canadian or an American or coming in from the U.S., whoever, you, you still need, of course, to show proof of being fully vaccinated. You need to show proof of a negative PCR test taken within 72 hours, but you don't have to take the test when you land in okay. the airport and self-isolate until you get the test results back. That is for the rest of the world internationally, including Canadians returning from international countries. So you're saying we'd have to take a rapid test upon arrival coming from anywhere other than the States? It's, from my knowledge, I'm being told it's a molecular PCR test, not a oh, really? rapid test. Yep. So how quickly do we get that information back then, Marty? That's the problem. There, there's no one is saying how long that PCR test uh, result will be. And you have to self-isolate until you get a negative test result back. So look at what has to happen here. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to be traveling through the borders and uh, air borders, by the way. And, and they're going to have to, to show that and, and, mm-hmm. and, and then wait in their quarantine area, not quarantine area like a hotel quarantine or, or de- designated from the government, but your plan of your home, I assume, or your people's homes you're staying in and wait until they tell you you're negative and then only then can you go out well marty we know how how well it works with people just being asked to put on their mask people are fatigued uh they're wearing their masks under their nose at this point in time how confident can we be that people are actually going to go directly home and isolate till they find out you know if they've got a negative 72 hour pcr test and it's negative odds of them taking it seriously that they're going to have to go home and straight home and isolate on the way home from the airport are pretty darn low. I don't have a lot of faith. I don't either. And I don't know how you manage it. And I don't know how you control it. And I don't know. So threat of a fine or public health, it's just too many people. It just can't work. So you're 100% right. right. It's not It's not going to work. So uh, this is interesting as well. The, the uh, World Health Organization has advised people uh, against traveling. These are people at higher risk since the uh, Omicron has reared its head. They are saying that people with cancer or comorbidities that put them at higher risk of catching COVID-19 and people over the age of 60 should not be traveling. They should reconsider their traveler travel. Now, you and I both know this. You deal with a lot of snowbirds. They are like retired. They're looking forward to getting out of Dodge. They missed out on it last year. What are the odds that people are actually going to take the WHO seriously? They aren't at all. And the bottom line is maybe this kind of discussion will spur Canada on, as I think will happen in the next couple of days, to start getting that booster shot in more people's arms. Unlike right now, you have to be 70 or older. So I suspect they either go down to 50 and older very soon or right down to 18, hopefully at some point. So answer to your question, those snowbirds are going away. Pent up demand. They aren't going to stop because the WHO told them that they don't think it's wise for 60-year-olds and older to travel. So that, that'll have zero effect. But what I will tell you is incredible demand to travel 
and the snowbirds left en masse. But this last couple days, these events are now getting some of them to consider they may wait until a few things settle up before they head down south, which is something like what? Because they could just walk into a Walgreens and get their uh, booster shot. They absolutely can. And that is a driving desire as to one of the other reasons why they want to go down. So you're 100% correct. Some, though, just are getting worried that the U.S. is going to put some measures in place very soon. So either they got to get out soon or they got to hear what the measures are on Thursday and then they'll have to wait and see what happens at that point. Do you have any inkling on what you think those measures are going to be? I do. I think for sure they are going to announce that they are going to require a PCR test that's only 24 hours old, not mm-hmm. 72 hours old, because that's just too far back. It could be where it's not even manifested itself yet. So that's going to be interesting how someone gets a test within 24 hours and gets the results back to get on that plane to go. That could be the one thing that I think they will do. And the one thing we don't want to hear, and they are mulling over it, is a potential seven-day quarantine for all people entering the U.S. How they're going to control that is beyond me and and govern it, but that's what they're talking about, which would be a real problem for anybody going on a two-week vacation, that's for sure. Well, what about the the idea of cross-border shopping? How's that possibly going to affect uh, people that are all of a sudden excited that yesterday the feds dropped the negative COVID test requirement at the land border for people traveling 72 hours or less? Yeah, good point. Stay tuned for that one. I mean, they did it, but they could easily just reverse it very soon. So it doesn't make sense. What I can tell you is they definitely won't be extending it to U.S. citizens who come into Canada Mm -hmm. for a 72-hour trip. That was in the plan to be stage two, and stage three was international visitors coming in. So I think that's all on the back burner now, and we better hope that they just don't reverse that decision on the Canadians returning within 72 hours. Okay, Marty, uh, boy, oh, boy. You know, the first thing I think people thought when they, and it's human nature, when they heard about this new variant is, are you kidding me? Uh, I've just started making plans. What kind of um, advice are you giving to people that had decided, you know, we're fully vaccinated, our kids are getting vaccinated now, now is the time to start living again. What do they need to know if they are going to travel anywhere outside Canada? I think the only logical spots at this point to go are the U.S. or sun destinations and international travel is totally out of the picture at this point. I can't see anybody going to Europe or Asia or anywhere at this point with what's going on. So if they do go to the U.S. or sun destinations, proper travel insurance, it includes COVID now as an unexpected medical uh, emergency. So that's all good. But that's the best we can hope for at this point is that sort of travel. Is the fear that you're not going to be able to get back from Europe if you get there? That's very much a fear that a country could close down just as if you were in South Africa as a visitor and they're having nothing but nightmares getting back. So, yes, that's a very big fear that at any point the border could close. And then what do you do and how do you get back? You better pick wisely if you're going to Europe. You need to make sure they have good cheese, good wine. (laughs) For sure. Marty, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me, Kelly. Have a good one. Cheers.